Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, man, I got hair again. Awesome. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. 40-minute rant on nonsensical something. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, coyotes. <laughs> you got any more? Damn it. That was quite something. Sit down. If you're listening at home, Trumpy Bear has taken over Travis's seat. God bless Trumpy Bear. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Big Mike. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Chris Denman and Trumpy Bear. <clears throat> so we are live. We're live from Midcoast Studio in Grand Center. Big thanks to you for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for the love of God. Make that happen. Midcoast Media Online. Uh, Travis will be here shortly. He was dealing with some stuff this morning, so he is en route to Grand Center, where we're located. Uh, let's say hello to the man with the silver hair, Mr. Chris Gardner. Hey, Aunt Chris, how are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. My camera disappeared there. Oh. Uh, good morning, gentle man. Gentle bear. And Trumpy bear. Mm-hmm. And good morning, Walnuts. I left it in 2019. Trumpy can't do it. No. Why the pause? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, bear humor. I figured we'd just do... Uh, what do you mean Tra- Travis had some stuff this morning? He texted us oh. that he's been on the bathroom all morning. You're going to... You're going to... Yep. <laughs> you're going to air that out. Yep. Do you think it's because he wasn't actually in the bathroom all morning? Don't know. Okay. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it's out you there. You lose the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah, true. <laughs> At, doesn't matter what it at, is. At moment 740, yep. it's it's now a thing. Then no matter what it is, right. it gets aired out. Okay. That's the rule. All right. He said he was in the bathroom all morning. Mm-hmm. All morning. <laughs> now, that does happen. Have you had a bout with uh, tummy issues, tum-tum issues? Oh, every once you, in a while. You, you call it something like that. Yeah. Like your great aunt called oh, it that, so you still hurts. call it that. Tum-tum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had an issue this morning. Where um, I had the gas bubble, you know, in the mid-abdomen. Yeah. Normally, I used to get that, like, when I would have, like, 15 screwdrivers. Okay. And so, you know. You ever, your toes ever get numb after eating or drinking too much orange juice while you're drinking? I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Problem is, I had too much vodka in that orange uh, juice to probably tell. Got it. Um, so, that actually hit me this morning, and I'm like, oh, I haven't had this in a while. Did it give you, like, a weird sense of, like, ah, oh, I remember this? It, I Flashed back to being at, like, Humphreys. Okay. Yeah. Because I, re- I remember a particular bad bout at Humphreys once. When I was being there on Penny Pitcher Night on a Wednesday. <laughs> and then, of course, when it's Penny Pitcher Night, I'm still drinking vodka and whatever Makes else. sense. I get it. Um, but I had, like, a little flashback to that, dealing with it, because that one was, like, 20 minutes long. And it's, it's painful. You can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You, you're just trying to... Get rid of it. You don't have any You're trying to push it around and like, how does this thing get out of here? Do you like pregnancy stretches or anything? No. Is that a thing? The problem was I was trying to smoke too while this was Mm. going on. So sorry to hear that. And I fought through it like a good smoker would. Yeah. Um, And I think it's on its way out right now. Oh, it's you're still working on it. Yeah, I think so it's just So will we have a, a gas expulsion on the air? I don't, I don't think so. I think we're past that. Okay. It's starting to settle. All right. It feels a lot better. It's actually, though, I mean, it puts you through a lot. 
mentally uh, and physically oh. when you go through something like that. Should I call St. Louis Counseling? Uh, it wouldn't we... be a bad idea. Okay. Um, uh, so we'll look into that. Mm -hmm. So for now, everybody can send their thoughts and prayers to uh, Chris Those always Gardner. help. They definitely they help. do. Interesting. So that you're going through about this morning. But yeah. you, you managed to make it here. I think what time did you get here? 7 a.m.? I got here a little before 7. A little before 7. You yeah. made it in. Yeah. How's that bus treating you? Uh, I did the Uber today. Oh, okay. Because I realized I ran out of coffee at home. You know, we have and so, yeah. free Snappy Bigman right here. Mm. I do like Snappy Bigman. The thing is, you've got a you've got a process. Yeah, yeah. You need it to you need it for the ride in. So I stopped. I'm like, I'm gonna need to make multiple stops this morning. So I did that. What kind of Uber driver did you get? Um, actually, a guy I know. Oh, okay. Old bartender. Was this okay? So was this a text deal? No. Oh, okay. Just it was happened. Just random? Yeah, bartender I know, um, from around the Central West End, and uh, he picked me up. We had a nice little chat on the way in. I get him every once in a while. It's okay. always pleasant. Good for you. Yeah. It's either him or an older black gentleman, usually. I and saw it used to be, will he be listening to smooth jazz on watercolors on yep. Sirius XM radio? Or it, I don't know what it is anymore. Was it, would it be the Tom Joyner morning show? Got it. So it was one of the two. Now, I was at the grocery store briefly yesterday and I saw an Uber situation where a guy got out and an older black gentleman was driving. Uh -huh. And when I came back out, the guy was still inside grocery shopping and the driver was waiting, but he'd cranked up said watercolor station. Did he? Cranked it. I'm telling That's... maybe it was just because it was a time of day and it was quiet at night or something. You could hear that thing throughout the whole part. I was like, that's really loud for a, a subdued uh, musical taste, uh -huh. if that makes sense. Right. It was so loud. They, but he was he was enjoying it. Well, when the sax solo is going on, that's what you, you want to hear. Enjoy. Mm -hmm. You want to hear it. And uh, then um, I mentioned the, I think I mentioned on air the Uber driver I had several weeks ago who she told me she had narcolepsy. That's a, that's generally an issue in rideshare. Yeah, and situations that made me a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then what was the other one? Oh, there was one where it was an older black gentleman. Who picked me up, but as I was getting in, he switched the radio station. That's what I love. And it went to Imagine Dragons. Yeah. So it's on Imagine Dragons while I'm getting my ride. He hit the button that said white people shit. Yeah. And then I get out, and he had the music a little loud to where you could hear it through the car, you know, even when the doors are closed. And I get out, shut the door, and I'm walking Flipped it. to where I'm going, and I hear it kick into something else. <laughs> and I'm like... Were you offended? I... No, I just kind of smiled. He got three stars. I like I like how I, I got profiled though. No, yeah. he got five. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I've that. ever given any other thing than a five star rating, no matter what. I think the time I don't need that to come back on me. I had it pretty close to five, and then I fell asleep in that uh, front seat of the uh, Prius in Los Angeles with a very, very small Asian woman that wasn't speaking a whole lot of English. Mm -hmm. I have reason to believe that maybe she. She took my rating down a few stars. Oh, see, I don't and know I think what that's my okay. rating I think is. that's okay. Maybe she didn't want me sleeping in her front seat of her car. <laughs> I've only given drivers five-star ratings. Yeah. I. How do I find what my rating is? should just be on the beginning of the profile, right? Or should just say profile? Profile. Oh, okay. I'm a 4.96. Nice. 
Is that good? Yeah, I think that's really good. How did I, someone didn't give me a five. How many rides do you have? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, it feels like that's a good... Um, I don't know. I've had a decent amount, I think. Yeah. We'll have to have people now, leave uh, their Uber ratings in the comments. But now I'm wondering who didn't give me a five. <laughs> it's going to bug you all day. I bet is there people, a way to find that out? No, it's anonymous. I guarantee you. I'm going to call them. <laughs> I guarantee you there are Uber drivers that only give out fours, like out of principle. Don't you think? Uh, maybe. And maybe that's why I Are they petty? Too. Like, um... You left a, a long hair in their car, and they, they take it out on you? That could be me. You think that could be it? My hair's all over this office. It certainly is. I'm like, who's bringing in the hot middle-aged chicks? Mm -hmm. uh, after hours. I oh, like wait. It's Gardner. You guys don't see it, but on the weekend, sometimes when I come in here and clean up a little bit on a Sunday and get stuff ready for the week, um, I'll go along the baseboards just with my fingers. And it's Cause, your hair? Because you can group it there. It kind of collects, so I... Uh, Make a little ball and throw it away. Does it look like those tumble weaves I see yeah. all over the place? Yep. Man, yeah. We have got some weaves in this town. Yeah. So I uh, there's certain areas where it collects, mm -hmm. and I kind of know where those are now. So I try to try to find those once a week. Good for you. A little bit behind me here. Uh, so we don't have we don't have guests walking out with uh, yeah balls of gray hair. So some I try to get them. I don't get them every time. Sometimes they pop up. And I'm like, ah, how'd you get away from me? We'll look into that a little further. But we've got we've got make it racist on the rundown. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that now. No, <laughs> we will not. No, you don't no. want to do that. <laughs> okay. That the the segment would then literally be the topic because it's, it's true. two white boys mm -hmm. doing make it racist, yeah. and that would be racist as hell. I I heard something yesterday. It, and this may, and this is just such a direct example. I'd like to ask him about it, and I appreciate what they were saying. Do you feel like, uh, whenever it's three or four white folks in a room discussing something like NFL coaching, where there is an issue mm -hmm. with uh, with black coaches? I was listening to our friend Randy Carricker yesterday, and they were making really good points on how you know seventy percent of the NFL is black and the Coaching does not ref reflect that yeah. at all um, because people aren't getting opportunities, basically, is what it, it rounds out to. You don't Correct. have uh, guys getting quarterback coach jobs and then working their way up. Um, I couldn't help but think, like, I, what if that, it, as three white dudes on a sports talk radio show are sitting there kind of saying that and breaking that down rightfully, like they were making good points and listeners were giving them some pushback here and there. Where do you stand on, well, what about you guys? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You're in a city that's, you know, has... I think that's been a struggle at times within the industry. Yeah. And you could see that. Mm -hmm. And nobody asked them that. I bet they would have tackled it Yeah. wonderfully, as far as an explanation or anything else. Because yeah. you had DeMarco Farr on their well, show. Well, yeah, that's how it all started. Right. They had De DeMarco, and then he was replaced by... Uh, um, Ranji, Chris Ranji, um, white dude. Eventually, there was correct. Yeah, yeah. They had mixed in a few others as well mm -hmm. along the way, but I think that's a, a struggle within the industry even still. Yeah, um, which is why you see certain efforts made mm -hmm. to 
find pairings that are more diverse. Um, particularly on television, though, I think it is. Well, because opti- made a because great point. optically, it you can you can see it then. Well, yeah, too. Especially, it's going to reflect the area, and if there's a large black population, like mm-hmm. let's get somebody on there. If they're if like she said, on the West Coast, a lot of Asian anchors on mm-hmm. uh, in certain areas. So yeah. I don't know. It was just something interesting I'd, I, that I would like to, I would have liked to talk to them about because I think they would handle it. They'd explain the process. I bet. Yeah, Randy would. One million percent. Yeah. So that was just a thought. Uh, other things happening in your life this week. Uh-huh. Sophie's. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Been there here and there. Uh huh. That's right. Tonight, 6 o'clock, 4 o'clock drink special start. Come get your happy hour on at Happiest Hour in Grand Center. We've got a great lineup. It'll be Kate Barton, Rich Braun, our friend Will O'Donnell, and then Angela Smith's going to close it out. She's moving to San Francisco for the year, so we're going to send her off in style. So come out and support tonight. We've got some friends from Young Professionals of Gateway Pet Guardians. They're going to be there. May or may not have a dog. There's a, an allergy issue with one of the comics, uh, so we don't want her exploding on stage <laughs> that could be an issue but uh, jack daniels presents that proud to bring you jack daniels specials eric behind the bar takes great care of everybody and we've got schlafly specials as well it's another great night free comedy in grand center join us won't you 6 p.m come by right here 3224 locust gardner uh we promised we'd talk maritime law for 40 minutes while yeah. travis is uh making his way from the bathroom to here uh I don't know if you have any updates on that for us. No, I'd like to just talk to uh, someone. I'm trying to find the best maritime lawyer in St. Louis. Who do you think it is? Uh, there's a certain firm. Is he going to have a, a cool name? Um, Maybe a <laughs> Tugboat Tommy Smith. Yeah, do you get something like that? You have to because there's generally some sort. Oh, it's Brett the Barge. <laughs> something yeah. alliterated. Oh, you should have seen him talk down the defendant. Yeah. In the uh, in the the case of the of the missing life raft, Maritime Mike, mm-hmm. something like that. I think yeah. there is a firm called Goldstein Rice. I think it is. Interesting. Um, maybe that's not it. I don't feel like that's clever or, uh, clever enough for a maritime law firm. Um, but there's one that is right on the riverfront. It seems like. Mm. And that's the one I'm kind of targeting to see who uh, who they got. I just want to know how it all happens. That makes sense. Like, how do you how do you t- how do you become a maritime lawyer? What makes you want to be that? And that I think that's kind of where my interest lies with it. Um, but I think that's the one. I also I have a friend. He told me what it was the other day. It's Goldstein and Price. Okay, they're the preeminent maritime yeah. law firm. Goldstein and Price. So I okay. think I'm going to look at them and see. What we'll look got. into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tweet this out. I'm going to try and get some Uber rating information. If you got Twitter at We Are Live Radio on Twitter, uh, give us your Uber rating. Let us know why it is the way it is. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm curious to hear. Australia fires are happening. Have you looked into this much? Uh, I've, I've watched. Have you read? It's horrific, and it's horrible, and it's, it's very, very sad. Uh, half a billion animals killed, all kinds of displaced people. It's it's horrific. Have you seen where a ton of people started these fires? Um, I had. Well, you got to be careful. No, that no, info. that's what I'm saying. You have to be careful on that. But they're saying I, I read something that they arrest. If if you're hearing 200, you're looking at the wrong information. No, it was like 12. 
Okay. What the hell? Chris is a, a climate change denier. What? No, I'm not talking about nope. that at all. If that's your first point, you're was, a denier. I, I talked about how horrific it was for yeah. the whole time. Um, no, but have you seen that? Yeah. What What's going on? What have you read about that? Uh, just that uh, climate change is a threat multiplier that has made these just horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, no. But and the majority of fires are not arson. No, but the, but in this specific case, this nope. is not arson. There's some. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, you, so there are people that started some fires? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think the key point, though, is to focus on why they're spreading. That's perfectly fine, but I was wondering why the hell would people start multiple fires? You're asking why arsons would arson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In a coordinated effort? Like, that's, I, don't, I don't know about that. That's like, what I'm not it, sure. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I so, mean, we're not going to use the Dark Knight quote right here. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you want to? Good morning. Nice Good morning, to see everyone. You. Hi. How's, how's the hey, Tommy Bear. Yeah, I tell everyone you're in the bathroom. Thank you. Actually, um, that's another story, but I want to finish this really quickly. So, uh, arson's going arson. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. What else? I don't know. I don't know about the motivations. Um, for whatever was happening. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Literally, and I, literally. I think what some people have done is focused on the arson of it. Yeah. And uh, instead, it's a distraction as yeah. to actually why the fires are as bad as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say From be Newsweek, careful with that. Two dozen people have been charged. Mm-hmm. I think it, I thought it was 23 or 24. Yeah, about 24 people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, two dozen. So delivery lit blazes during the wildfire season that has so far killed at least 18 people. Okay. I wonder, too, if this was just like this is like normal it happens all like people just randomly start fires all it, the time it could i mean yeah. I, and that's the thing is i don't have a great command of like this is where i'm ignorant yeah. with it mm-hmm. um but they'll explain to you uh why it's done what it has though like like it even with arson being involved it shouldn't right. be like this right is right. what you would say absolutely um i thought that was crazy that the, there was a Twelve, and I didn't know if they were coordinated or separate. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, it's as it's been said, an ecological disaster. Yeah, they're talking about nearly uh, half a billion animals. Uh, we always joke about Australia as far as what can kill you in Australia because there are so many only animals, but different types of species that exist. The first animal, like I remember, really being afraid of as a child even before bears, was like getting a National Geographic and seeing the box jellyfish mm. and like how they had... Sea snakes were that for me. And then... Uh, the most poisonous uh, in the world. <laughs> and like how they, in Australia, along the beaches, they had like like little fences in the water to try and keep some of the box jellyfish out because they were these big things and they would sting and hurt. And I was like terrified of a box shot because... I think when I first saw it, I was like four or five in a National Geographic, and my family was living outside Orlando at the right. time. So I was spending a lot of time on the beach. And so then I see, oh, beach, oh, box jellyfish. Ah! That's mm. a kid. So, you know, I was, that, I, that's the first, like, fear, really big fear of an animal. I remember having that in alligators when we lived down there. Have you guys seen Oof. the photos from Australia? Yeah. Terrific. The animals all charred? Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. 
I mean, I don't know how you you look at those pictures and don't feel anything. You know, is it eighteen people have passed? I think was that, Chris was, that what the was quoting a Newsweek article. I believe it was That's eighteen people. That's well, no, I was saying uh, twenty four people were charged. No, with, I'm saying with deliberate arson. But as far as the the damage, I, I know you read off some estimates, but did you also mention some casualties? Uh, just the animal casualties. Okay. From the people I didn't see. Oh, goodness. Well, that's absolutely just horrible. because that number is so insane. I know a lot of people, I know a lot of the the money makers, the celebrities are starting little campaigns here and there to do what they can to help. Uh, it's well, I mean, you tragic. look at how the Arizona one started with the yeah. fucking gender reveal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gone wrong. So it's like things... and. and and I don't know what they classify as arson either as well. You know, is it deliberate or is it a, could it be an accident in some way? I don't know how it's classified. The one from Newsweek said that the 24 were deliberate. Okay. Yeah. That's, and that's a good clarification to have. Um, that's so fucked up. But that was similar to what took place. Uh, that was asserted what took, ha- what took place in Brazil, right? With the rainforest? Uh, possibly, that there were yeah. uh, pockets of... Individuals who were oh, attempting was, to set parts of the rainforest on fire. That was a coordinated effort. Yeah, that was bad. So it is. I mean, uh, and the conditions are such that when that happens, it turns into disasters. I, I don't. And again, this is beyond my purview. Certainly beyond maritime law, I'd imagine. Mm. Uh, but I would imagine these would could be considered eco terrorist acts. I mean, that's that was my yeah. point of even bringing it up. I was but like, I think I mean it makes sense. I, I and I in in a weird way, I'm, is that what's going to take for people to start paying attention to things we need to do in regards to addressing climate change? We need eco terrorists essentially setting valuable parts of the world so, on fire so people can start paying attention. So that's a thing. Like that's definitely a thing. Like there was that we've talked about that Kevin Spacey movie to prove his point. Like mm-hmm. he went through with the de- the death penalty and all that. But uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, but, I, I, no. yeah, I, I think if anything, these I don't know the motives, obviously, behind these folks who are setting these fires. But in a weird way, they oddly bring the necessary attention to how the climate has indeed, in fact, changed. What? And this is kind of in your face, factual. Oh, I don't want to hear a doctor talk about mumbo jumbo about how the seas are rising. This is a way for eco-terrorists to say, look, all I got to do is just. Light a match in a small part of an Australian forest, and voila, half the country's gone. Which is not the way we'd want it to change, uh, but for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would answer your question, though, that question with, I don't think so. Okay. Like, it really needs to impact people personally for them to take notice. That's pretty close to being personal. You're talking about half no, a it's, it's billion not, animals. It's still not, though. Still not enough? No, I mean, because right. it's not personal. Like, look. I'm just saying We're that, in America. Yeah, Does it true. affect Americans? That's how, they, how we view it. There's uh, in England in particular. And what's that movie? Uh, I can't. Remember. I've brought it up like oh, fifty okay. times. Where the guy he does it, where they put him to death, and it, he made life of it David Gale. Life. Okay. okay. There you go. Uh, no, in England in particular, there are what I would call extremists um, in regards to like uh, wild animal welfare, mm-hmm. and then what they'll do is they'll go light. Um, like you'll have a dog trailer with a bunch of hounds that can sniff out whatever you're hunting, foxes or something like that, and they'll go light the trailer on fire uh, with the dogs in it um, to prove their point that you shouldn't be hunting. Like, that's a real thing that happens a lot. Yeah, and it's but that, and that is extremism. Yeah, which um, I would call that if that's what... If that was, in fact, the goal, if these 24 people are connected, then, yeah, that would be extremism also. Yeah, 
knowing that the conditions are so bad to be like, well, we'll prove a point. I don't. I'm completely speculating. But but to your point, yeah, but to your point, good. Gardner. Uh, you, I mean, I think the focus should still remain on how in the hell. Yeah, um, here's and here's why I want to make sure I'm clear on this is that there's media controlled in Australia. You have a prime minister who's a climate change denier. Of course. Uh, Similar uh, to and, and you know I shouldn't say climate change denier. Let me make sure. Man-made climate change. And, and that's what we're very similar. On we say that, and very similar to Brazil's president as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and also a media run by Rupert Murdoch. Yes, um, and his family, and we know what they are. Right. Um, that when they their stories are headlined that way, they're focusing on that part of it to take away from. And this is a concerted effort. This is a move in particular yes. to control messaging and narrative. Absolutely. Um, that. They want the focus to be, oh, you know, this wouldn't have happened if, you know, right. people didn't start the fire. Right. Well, that's part of it. Right. The big part is they wouldn't have spread and taken over your country. And when they talk about Australia on fire, it's not like 50% of the continent is on fire. Right. Because a lot of it, in Australia in particular, is not inhabited. Right. We're talking about the percentages in the areas where there are people. Right. And where there are people, there's a high percentage of fires right, right. now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's also important to break down when you're trying to visualize what's going on there. Um, and just that, it, that's why I say what I said, because don't buy into the headline of it from particular news organizations within Australia and even their own government uh, who people are fed up with, it seems, because this is the, the conditions are there not only in Australia and other places as well, for this to continue. And it will continue. Right. It's not going to slow down. That's why we laughed at the lousy rat bastard of ever, Donald Trump, when he was like, yeah, we need to rake. Rake more in, uh, <laughs> in California. <laughs> and those are... The it, Republican are, solution to climate change is raking the forest fire. Raking the yeah, forest and, floor and you need in to, California. I mean, and you need to tend to things there like are, that. There are, that's, that's unfortunate because there are, there are conditions you can remove to make... To do, like, right. The, the, but that's just maintenance. Like, that's just maintenance stuff. That's, right. That's like... To, but it's maintenance, I think. I, I and again, with I think it's to suggest that that maintenance hasn't been taking place. Yeah, and that's another thing that <laughs> that Australian media is trying to suggest, or certain Australian media is trying to suggest, is oh, we don't, we haven't been doing the slow burns or whatever that are required, mm -hmm. but they have. Mm -hmm. They still have been like that hasn't stopped. Right. And if people are telling you they have, they're lying right. or they're listening to the wrong people. That's what I was gonna say. I hadn't I hadn't tuned into the uh, to the uh, alternative facts uh oh this is what but i see yeah. what you're saying yeah and that, that, that's why i'm saying that they're trying to control the message a certain way and that's why it needs to you need to kind of keep the focus i think i think i mean and look i'm not saying this is going to be the turning point you wished uh, what was happening with the rainforest last year and of course the california fires would have been a big enough wake-up call but my god there are burnt koala bears Online, oh, like, yeah. is that not enough for Americans to go? Hey, man, let's let's sit down and figure this shit out. Like, we it's the koalas, the koalas, man. How can we thought? I thought we was a koala country. I thought we loved koalas, and we see burnt koalas looking like old ass burnt marshmallows on the side of a road. Uh -huh. That don't that doesn't drive people to go, man. You know what? That's that's not normal. I know what you. I know exactly what you mean whenever you said like Americans too, like tend to our stuff, but like. Australians for sure. Like, how do you not like half your country just got torched, 
and we can say the same thing about one of our you know biggest most uh, important states in California that like what yeah when are you going to at least just start working towards a scientific solution I think to Gardner's point I think it has to essentially take an American city uh, and frankly, I think we're pretty close if you look at places like certainly New Orleans. It's going to take a major American city to be basically 60% underwater for people to go, yeah, maybe we should. I, I think the reactionary uh, response is just, it's unfortunate. People um, don't want to change their lives. And that's, and that's scary. And I think, that, I think it's something that if we continue down this path, and, I, and again, I and don't And you think... have to have people that have... <sighs> You have to have people that are going to have the masses' interest in mind. But here's my question, so though. the thing is you're going to have to make certain things affordable if you want to take certain changes. Part of that is going to, like, so you need to get rid of, like, fossil fuels, right? Sure. So part of that is going to have to switch in terms of what kind of cars and such we drive and even the production of those types of cars. But to get there, like, how much is a Tesla right now? How much are electric cars and stuff like that? Roughly fifty, sixty. So you got you're got, Tesla we, thing. You can't look at it and like this is where capitalism gets involved. Is like you can't be looking to make a buck strictly make a buck off people when you're trying to change this whole thought process. And if you are, then you know we're fucked to begin with. Well, that was my so next then, point. You know what? All right, maybe you're right. Maybe we should just let it all fucking. And play. I and I feel like we're because if you're not in, if so you Rust Cole told me. Yeah. Hey, that's why. I, hey man, hold on. I am not going to disagree with that. And anytime Chris reads that, I will smile. Yeah. So, Bert, I mean, Bert, Bert koalas, man. That's Come why on, you're trying. You're trying to find ways of other, you know, renewable energy in particular, to make it, uh, you know, more cost effective. And the things I've seen too is even economists would say. To do nothing is going to cost you more in the long run than well, that, it is yeah, to do nothing. We because when people but go, well, you I'm... have to do this, you have to do that. They're like, oh, we can't afford to do all that. What it's it's going to cost? Like, because this is where we don't understand. It's like you know, it costs this much billions of dollars in damage in a particular event, right? That's not something we feel or is tangible to us as people, right? right? We just are like, oh, that it'll get fixed, but we don't know what the cost. We don't. We can't really feel that we don't see that in front of us so it's hard to process and i I understand that from uh but i would i would find that oh go ahead from a listener in the uh conservation area i know this woman she's a friend uh kim says prescribed controlled burns are good for maintaining healthy habitats and help Mm -hmm. remove tinder that leads to uncontrollable wildfires travis is right on with the maintenance yeah so my question is also you talk about long-term forecasts farmers do that all the time. So I'm trying to understand how isn't the American farmer now at the forefront of this discussion because they're going to be, you talk about that direct impact, you talk about that immediate impact. I feel like the American farmer has felt that for years now. This isn't a new phenomenon for them. So I'm curious, why isn't there a a voice, a a conglomerate of a, a group of American farmers that are saying, Hey, no, seriously, this is going to start to cost you at the grocery store. We're going to start to lose this agriculture superpower that we have with Who's whatever. Like, but, the, but that's I guess I guess we're not seeing it, or I'm not hearing it, or I can't find it. I, maybe they need better PR. I'm not sure, but it feels like the American farmer is well respected, has been the backbone of this country for a very long time, and I would imagine they're being drastically affected in more ways than maybe we're even hearing about. It would make sense for, with all due respect, American farmers are 
prominent conservative white men to want to step up and essentially say, no, seriously, we can sit up here and play tennis games and go back and forth about the bullshit about climate change. But there is a direct effect and it is going to hit our pockets, whether it's today or next week. So I just don't understand why that isn't a thing. I, I don't understand how the American farmer isn't pounding the desk on Rachel Maddow or Sean Handy every other week saying, no, cut the bullshit. Don't worry about what the politicians are saying. The fact of the matter is this is harming the American economy. This is going to harm the American economy for decades to come. And this is harming us, the American farmer, the very backbone of what many would say American society. So I am just a little bit frustrated in that they haven't had more of a voice or I haven't heard much from them, at least personally so I haven't. Travis Trill well, personally a... blames all farmers I only I didn't do that. for oh, this. Boy, that was not what I was And you think they no, have I don't a think PR so. issue farmers they can't communicate? I just, I just want to see. I don't know. I just, the, Why don't you go the right the always has these, oh, yeah. you know, they have these the caricatures that come out when we're talking about gun control, when we're talking about immigration, when we're talking about war in the Middle East, they always have these caricatures that they roll out. I don't understand. Where's the guy that the, represents the quote-unquote American farmer that comes out and goes, this is bullshit. I, I, I'm surprised that there isn't one yet. I, it, it, and, it, and it's to the point where it's, it's silly. Stop saying it's a left issue. That's dumb. Yes, it's the left who just well, wants well, to breathe clean air. That's stupid. Shut up. Well, it, I mean, the reality is it has become a political football. Which Absolutely. Is, yeah. Which is the strangest. Which is the yeah, strangest I mean, thing in the world. Well, I mean, and this is where, like, when you get into both sidesism type of sure. Uh, and like it or not, I mean, one side has chosen to use scientific facts. One has not. True. And that's where you are. And if you don't accept that then you really can't have a discussion on very it to true. begin with very true so i mean it's 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 where you start what's your starting point and where are you going to take it with a conversation with people about it and i know people that i like that are like oh no this is you know it's bullshit and I, I go and i ask why and they're like well you know we've had you know they're going to make money off this and i go no 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 tell me what's wrong with the science tell me what's wrong well, I don't. I, I go. Here's the thing: you don't know. Mm. You're ignorant. Mm. You're dumb. Mm. And I've said that to mm. them. I go, you <laughs> don't know. You're a smart person, and you're you're good at this type of deal because that's your bailiwick. Let's yeah. say this is where you know things. Right. This you have no fucking clue. Woo, daddy. And so don't try and portray it just because you know other things that you understand this because right. you don't. And that's all you need to tell people. And just tell them in a calm manner, even too, because it'll piss them off even more. I hate I was late to this conversation, and I, can I? Can I? I'll be completely. We were honest. talking about maritime law when you came in. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I, I had a, I, the reason why I was late to the conversations because I, I know it's gonna be hard for you guys to believe. That ass. Man, I tell you what, I Travis Terrell am a hero, and I'll tell you what. As I was driving into work, was at a stoplight, grand. This is why you were behind. This is what's why I was, I was supposed to be here like almost 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, but I had to actually be a hero. There was a homeless man getting his ass kicked uh, on one of the corners on my way into the studio, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was at a stoplight, uh, and I was the only one, and I looked to my left, and I see these two men, 
And then I see the very larger man, who's about 6'7", 240 pounds, begin to then pound on this homeless man. I don't know what the homeless man did or said or what happened. All I saw was the end result. Naturally, you ran and drove away. I was going to, but I said, you know what? This is my city, and I'm not going to stand by and allow crime to take it over. So I flagged down a cop. You went to a cop? I did not go to a cop. I want to make this very clear. I was not snitching. I simply flagged him down and subtly pointed. So wait. Mm-hmm. Where, where intersection was this? This was, was this had, I think this was Grand and Locust. It's right up the street, right? Yeah, not too far. Okay. So... Do you know this man was homeless, number one? Uh, the man had the appearance of homelessness. Okay. That's, Black that's, or white. That's... He was African-American. Racist. Okay. Damn it. Um, so you automatically assume he's homeless. He had on clothes. Uh, and he Was had he a... holding a sign, and did he have a stick with a bandana? Specifically, he did, yeah. Well, and like he had on, so And then he also had on... Got to cam... hop on the back of a train. Va- he's a vagabond. Yeah. yeah, he had camouflage, too, so I would imagine that that's usually the uniform. So, yeah. So, he was homeless. What, are you saying he's a homeless veteran? It's possible. The VA hospital. Nah, look, if he's a homeless veteran, that makes me basically black Captain America. So, a hero... Yeah. A hero would intervene. I did. Would go over there and stop it. I called the necessary authorities over to help in oh, that matter. But... Because... Like, passively from the, from waved at a police officer mm-hmm. and then drove on. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 did, did you, hey, 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 Did you get out of your car? No, that, that's, I was, so wait, did you, you hear where I was driving? You didn't <laughs> even get out of your car. I, no, no, there was no need to do that. First, I was, I, the, why would I need to get out of the car? Like, what would that have well, served? Be, because someone was getting their ass beat. Right, and, and I recognized that, and I was like, hey, 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 Now, and you just pointed? I pointed. Did, did, so you're a hero because you pointed? I'm a hero because I intervened. Or did did you allow someone else to intervene? I allowed the authorities to take over the situation. Okay. I'm not a vigilante. Because you were never involved in the situation. That's the difference between a hero and a vigilante. I'm not Batman out here. I'm not going to sit up here and jump in between a six foot seven man, 240 pounds, and I can barely get out of the car and get up the steps of this office building without mm-hmm. taking 15-minute breaks. I simply thought, you know, in this situation... Oh, what T'Challa do? So hey, T'Challa, hey, 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 hey! Well, hey! T'Challa probably would have went over there himself. Oh, T'Challa, this this ain't Wakanda. But I you mean, ask yourself, what would what T'Challa? would T'Challa, T'Challa would what intervene? What would T'Challa do? He would not see another. Oh, would T'Challa, T'Challa go in there himself? T'Challa probably takes the time to uh, alert authorities in the same way I did. So T'Challa's first move. What was that face? You His first said? movie. Yeah, the first movie. You couldn't movie, even look at me. T'Challa you could not even fucking look at me. <laughs> T'Challa would have done. You had to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, officer. Mm-mm. There is a man over there mm-hmm. who is being beat up by what appears to be a very large football player. Uh-huh. So Black Panther's first move mm-hmm. is to alert authorities before going to intervene. He'd have been, hey, you. Policeman, look, violence, intervene. And then Black Panther just goes on with his day. No, Black Panther said, I respect fair. your law, and I know how you shoot at black things in this city, so I will be on my way. Black Panther 
would have went to his own country and not helped anyone outside of it. No, that was T'Chaka, but it was T'Challa who realized that it's important to reach out into these communities. And that's what I did today. I'm not from, I don't live in St. Louis City, but you know what? This is my community. This is where I work. This is where I grew up. And so I said, you know what? Not today. Sorry, we are live. Going to be a little bit late, but someone has to be the hero. Someone has to snitch. So waving as you drive? Nuh-uh. You didn't hear what I said. Did you hear the story? Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Oh! Did the officer... That took 15 minutes. <laughs> Man, I had to make sure the police officer saw me, and then I also had to decide, damn, who's going to shoot me first? The guy that's beating up the homeless person or the cop. So Why I was like, you... ah, I'm, ro- I'm really rolling the dice here. Here we go. Uh, oh! Ah! So who... The problem is you didn't hold your phone up and down, film it, and you're world star. No, I, I wasn't necessarily. I wasn't going to film uh, that. I was not going to let that man know that I had witnessed his crime. <laughs> I was doing whatever I oh. can to make sure to let that man know. It seems it seems in these situations, you cause I, just I'm speaking from experience, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. that you think, for some reason, think a lot about yourself first. Um, I'm noticing this. Hmm. Just an what, do you mean? what do you I mean also by have that? A, well, I have a like, breakdown, too. Like, for example, when I almost had my arm trapped in the elevator. Okay, that was different. You ran away, and I guess you were, your way of intervening there was you were going to go alert authorities or emergency crews exactly. again. So you didn't personally get involved, really. And, and uh, you're welcome, by so the way. So you were thinking of your, yourself more than anything, because you even said, acknowledged, that... Um, you didn't want to see anything horrific. Why happen. do they call it self-preservation? Think about it. Yeah. So how can I be a, of help to Chris or yourself if I'm hurt? Well, I can't help you guys if I'm not healthy. Yeah. That's silly. So I got to think about but my it's, but safety but first before I can help you to safety. No. Uh, self-preservation is what it is. It's helping. It's about you. Look, look, look at and, Billy. And, and you even said you were a coward and you were brave for admitting you were a coward, right? <laughs> I was I was very brave. I think that that type of bravery we just don't see in society today. Admitting you're a coward. Admitting that out of fear uh-huh. and some form of cowardness uh-huh. can also lead to you being a hero because it alerts others that danger is nearby. Wouldn't the person intervening be the hero? Well, according to the law, so sometimes like, like, intervening like, could, okay. could lead to you actually being a part of the crime. Okay, so here, in this instance, your story from today, okay. where you are a hero. I am, indeed. Um, if the news were to come down, All right. and who are they going to talk to? Right. Um, are they going to talk to you or the police officer that went and broke that up? I'm not about the celebrity. I don't, I'm Alexis not out Zotos here trying live to... on the scene with this gentleman. What just happened, sir? Uh, I don't want to go into too many details as it's not about me right now. Uh, did I intervene as a hero should? Absolutely. Uh, do I was I witness to the totality of the crime? I don't think that's important right now. Hmm. Uh, but what I did today is what I hope other St. Louis citizens are willing to do when they see crime happening in their community. So and did that you- is oh, oh, ah! And that's what I did. By me alerting the authorities in that voice, with that noise, I was able to save a life of a homeless veteran. Tell me what you've done in your 2020. Hmm. You're welcome. Travis has been called the king of justification (laughs) by a listener. (laughs) So really, you did nothing. I was a hero. Oh. 
But again, I'm not bragging about it. It's just something I want well, to alert you two to it. Yeah. That let you know that. Do that's heroes why I was call themselves late. heroes? I don't know what were they call themselves by their names. That would be stupid. Hmm. No, I I did what I had to do. I, if I had to do it again, I would. But that's what. You would know, you do it differently? Uh, maybe I would have been. Oh, there. Oh, your sound would have been uh, different. Maybe try out that. Would you have personally involved yourself to stopping the beating? I, I did personally involve myself. Who who do you think was there to no, intervene? No, would you would you you no. would I have gone over you, to put myself in between? See, here's the thing: you did technically you did not intervene. Intervening would be taking it a step where you're the person who stops it. You you are not that person. No, no see that's. Intervent- no, 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 that's no, no, not how no, intervention no, no. works. No, it's you most certainly in is. the cop's coffee break. Yeah, that's what... You could have yelled yourself. Hey, hey, knock it off over there. Did oh, you yell anything at the person? I don't have the legal authority to be able to separate those What do two. you have the legal authority to do? I don't have much as I a hero. I into a Seinfeld thing where as you a, get in trouble for not helping enough. As a hero, it's, it's not... And that's the thing. The law often says, you know, get them involved. What do you mean the law of, often says? The law... Isn't, sa- the, isn't a law written and just Man, it look, says? Look, I, hey, I wish the law was written uh, for everyone. But one thing we know about the law in this country, it, it's not. And so I didn't have time to think about the legalese. All I said to myself was, you know what? There is danger. And I, in some way, shape, or form, should intervene. Mm. And I did just that. And I alerted the authorities. And I'm surprised that you two aren't more excited and proud of me because I did something that you two probably wouldn't be willing to do. Chris, you probably see crime every day on your street. How often have you notified the authorities? Never. Gartner, you know criminals. How often do you alert authorities? Never. So for me to step in, being the celebrity that I am, international screenwriter, Sesame Street fellow, an individual that has been a pillar of his community, for me to step in, for me of all people, mm-hmm. should hopefully be a shining example to the rest of the world that you too can make the difference. From the black sheep, what's more full of shit, Travis or the toilet that made him late this morning? <clears throat> And you know what? I think had I not spent time in the bathroom this morning, I may not have had the testational fortitude. The what? To fortitudes because my intestines were full. Yeah. But because they were released, uh-huh. I was able to say, hey, hey, ooh. Did you guys know huh. there was uh, what? There was some lyrics written about Travis? Yeah. Did you, do you want to, can I, oh, people are, they're already writing yeah. songs about real, my glory. Real quick. Um, was your immediate thought, how do I stop this without getting hurt? Or noticed or tied to it in any possible way? Is that way? your immediate thought? My immediate thought was how effective can I be in this situation? Yeah. Sorry that I, I, I thought about it. And you didn't think you'd be effective by actually intervening yourself. I thought that would have made me less effective because if you've got they, your athletic wear on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Athleisure wear. I just thought in that moment it would make no sense if the criminal in this instance saw was, you was beating both of us up. Therefore, no one. Could what if then he was beating you up and, and then allowing him? Yeah, wouldn't that have been more noble? Well, then who's gonna save me? Exactly. But that's what if the homeless man's probably thinking in that moment. Who's gonna save me? I saved you, homeless man. Homeless man was mm. thinking this, and they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. Mm. I'll hold on to the wings of the eagles. Watch mm. as we all fly away. That's right. Someone told me love would haul save us, but how can that be? Look what love gave us. A world full of killing and blood spilling. Mm. 
that world never came. Love didn't give us that. I'll remind you, and they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and wait. Mm. Travis was not standing around waiting. I did not. I'll hold on to the wings of the eagles. Watch as we all fly away. And I flew away right into the sky. Now that the world is an ending, it's love that I'm sending to you. Thank you. That's powerful words. Powerful words. Yeah. Uh, From immigrants, too. Yeah. Dr. King. I I just I could not I could could not be Nickelback. That that Mm -hmm. those lyrics speak (laughs) to the heroism that you that I that I put on this morning and uh, appreciate the text. That's that's pretty motivating. That kind of makes me want to go out there and continue to be the hero that I am. I need a hero. You like that one or? Is that the song we're going to play for you now? That's probably what it is. Kiwi Powder Coating is a hero of mine, Travis. That is it now, Chris. Mm -hmm. That's right. Chipped wheels, they're looking bad. Take them out. Get them redone. Touch them up. Gatewaypowdercoat.com for more information. That's Gateway Powder Coat, number one resource for powder coating in the Midwest. Gardner, Travis, uh, synopsis of the hour. Travis. Um, I've never met a more cowardly hero. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Travis is a... uh, is an invisible hero. I wouldn't go that far. He supports eco-terrorists. I, I hates farmers. That. Not necessarily. And uh, is feeling empty because of his time in the restroom this morning. Huh? Hmm. In the 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 what fortitude? Test testinals. Testicles. Test testimonials. Mm-hmm. Great first hour. Oh. <laughs> we learned about heroism. You're yep. welcome. Sorry. I'm an Avenger now. Here, yeah, if that's the case. Mm. Ooh, yeah, time for a break. Eesh. Maybe share a cigarette with him, Gardner. <sighs> Let's get him lined up. Yeah, I think we need to teach you what the word hero means, too. Are you a hero because whenever the power got surged here yesterday, power was out in the building for a little while yesterday. Oh, really? Um, are you a hero for having to take the stairs down three flights? Man. Because <laughs> the elevator was out? I'm I'm a hero, in so many ways. Good but point. But taking the steps just showed that I'm an athletic hero. <laughs> Why are you blinking that hard? Oh, <laughs> Josie Scott just shed a tear somewhere right now, but he doesn't know why. <laughs> I think that's one of the guys who was part of that hero song. <laughs> oh, we don't have to pay him. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Is YouTube gonna pull us after my <laughs> poetic rendition? Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're live at Midcoast Studio. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, people. We really appreciate it, Midcoast Media. Quick break. We'll be right back.